All right, welcome back to the Kadash podcast. This is your host, Joshua. And um, today we're going to go back into David's story. And, um, you know, this one I'm going to call it like David, um, David's faith or, you know, David, the man of faith, right? I mean, of course, he's not um, Abraham, but he had massive faith. Um, because he had seen God move, and uh, we're just going to go into 1 Samuel 17 now. We just went through 16, um, and we're going to keep going through and just see what was special about him to be, you know, called a man after, you know, God's own heart. Um, last uh, episode, we talked about him um, abiding in his, uh, you know, God-given calling of shepherding, um, you know, the sheep or the lambs, etc., right? So, and then how he, how worship is important, of course, he even carried that into, you know, his reign where he built the temple, of course, that and called worshipers to um, worship in the presence of the Lord 24-7, all these thousands of people. So he knew a long time ago that worship was important. And I believe, um, you know, that was something he did, right, whenever he was out in the fields, but seeing it. What worship did, um, and I should have touched on this in the last episode, seeing what worship did as in it made um, the evil uh, flee from, who was it, um, Saul, right? Not Samuel. Samuel's a prophet. Saul, um, that, the, that the spirit would leave, right? Um, let's go back a little bit just to be... Duh, duh, duh. Um, yeah, so it says uh, verse 23 of 1 Samuel 16, and so it was whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul that David would take the heart plate with his hand, then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. So he knew how powerful that was, um, that uh, it brought refreshing and wellness from it. So now let's continue on into 17, and let's see... <clears throat> What this talks about, um, and I love how I highlighted this, um, and we're not going to read the whole thing, you know, for length purposes. You can read it um, for yourself, but we're going to talk about the main points of what it is that I had got from it. So verse 15, it said, David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. So he he was... He's representing the same character that he he did back then. You know, even that people saw. Remember, it talked about you know he um, he was good looking and he was this and that. You know, list of his character that other people saw in him. Um, so he he kept that. Um, uh, he that heart right. He maintained in with integrity his character. There you go. So he, um, this is even showing again that 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 he knew um, how to abide and how to stay where God had put him, and how to um, be led. I guess you could say as well, right? Um, just from him, you know, going and coming um, to the to and from this camp, right? And um, 
Not only that, later on in verse uh, 17, it talks about Jesse um, talking to David and, you know, giving him food and him wanting him to go. And uh, the funny thing, too, in this is that he chose David, the youngest out of all these, to do this. Only three went, it talks about it in here, only three of the brothers went, the oldest, the second oldest, and the third oldest out of eight children of Jesse. Okay? And he chose David as the one to go. And um, so you know that he was trustworthy. Like, like people don't do these things for no reason, right? Let's, let's, when we read, read scripture, read it from a place of, of with your understanding. And not only that, of course, with revelation from the Holy Spirit. But um, David's the youngest of eight. Three went, yet Jesse asked his son David. So this is interesting. Of course, he already knew that he was, he was anointed and all this stuff and whatnot, but he carried that character, right? Even the other people saw it in him. But I'm just assuming that Jesse, when, when um, Samuel went to anoint him, that he wanted to present, present his, you know, not his youngest. Maybe he, he was thinking in the flesh and he was like, okay, he's going to want... He ain't gonna want my young. He ain't gonna want my youngest, etc. He's gonna want the oldest, the strongest, the etc. Whatever. But um, you know, of course, back then in the in sixteen, it talks about um, it says the Lord does not see as man sees for the for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And I feel like that that displays Jesse in that moment when and that's First Samuel sixteen. Do, 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 do seven if you're wondering where i'm re- where i just read from um and i think that that's that's the nature of the flesh um you know that's who i once was too as well you know um you know explaining it in in our terms for me like you know i we we as 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 humans we we like you know outward appearance but i feel like whenever you really grow up in you know your relationship with christ and you're really growing in the spirit you really recognize that it's really not the outward appearance that makes uh someone beautiful um and trustworthy it's it's the inward um the heart and and who they are as a person right so um yeah we kind of got off topic there um so after like i said after he's he's chosen right to go and feed them he goes and he even says you know bring back news of them report back right and uh and it says david rose early in the morning and left um the sheep with a keeper look at that who else rose early in the morning (laughs) when they were called to do something abraham right um when he was going to sacrifice his son um, you know, he didn't question God. He rose early the next morning and went to the mount, right? Um, so here David does the same thing. Uh, he he rose early in the morning and he left. Not only that, he left the sheep with the keeper. So he took took care of um, them first, and he had them in mind. So he he was a man of integrity, a man of character, a man of of stature, a man of um. And then we're about to see his faith. So, um, you know, and I, and I feel like it's, 
it's beautiful just to study him when he was this man and just all the psalms like show his heart and and just to see him grow up in these books that lead him into psalms later on um it's it's cool to know you know his character and his his who he was of course we're going to get into later about the deal with Bathsheba but I feel like um, that's just a piece of his character that was that kind of fell out of place in that moment. Because, you know, in the Psalms, this is who I see David as. I don't see him as that person at all whatsoever because you, you really connect to his heart when you read the Psalms and you really understand uh, who he was and his desire for god and his relationship with god and um we really see you know his heart in the psalms really so um yeah that's why we're going through this to kind of get an understanding and wrap our head around who he was and um what we can take from his life as this man after god's heart and apply it in our own lives because we want to be the same people right we want to be have that same heart posture um, that says, you know, one thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, right? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord to, to gaze upon his beauty and to seek him in his temple um, and, and dwell in his house, right? Um, so yeah, so he left early, um, left his sheep, he took care of, made sure his job was taken care of and went as his dad commanded him, um, left his uh, supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, and then he went to his brothers, and and then he sees this conversation happening, right? Um, because because right when he meet he gets up there, Goliath is coming, and he's the 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 people are are standing there, and and they're you know on their side, and they're on their side, and and you know Goliath comes up, and he's their champion, you know Philistine. Um, and, and, and he says, uh, he spoke, says he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. Um, so Goliath spoke stating who he was, David heard and, um, all the men of Israel, it says that they, they fled after that, that the men of Israel fled and they were afraid. So look at that. Look at that. So that was this, the state of these the men of Israel aside from David. They were afraid and they were hiding. Okay. Uh, men of, then it says verse, verse 25, we're in 1 Samuel 17. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king, okay, which is Saul, Saul, will enrich with gate rage. So whoever kills um, uh, Goliath, Saul is going to enrich with great riches, give him his daughter, and give his father, which would be if it was, if David, well, David kills him, is going to give Jesse uh, exemption from taxes in Israel. Okay, Verse 26, it says, And David spoke to the men who stood by him, which are these men that are afraid, saying, what shall be done? And this is how I read this. This is how I take it. I don't know. I've really, I read, I already read this a couple of times and I really prayed about it. I honestly don't know. But to me, he, you know, he said, he just heard them say that, right? 
that, you know, all these things are going to come to the man who kills him. And then I feel like he's saying like this, what? Like, what shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? I think he's like, what? Like, he's in shock. Like, whoa, like, that's 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 awesome. That's a lot of stuff. Great riches, a daughter, and then his father's house from exemption of taxes. And then he goes, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Like, he's like, who is this? Like, like he's gonna, he's like, what? They're gonna get all that. And then who is this? And and let's let's you know, in a little bit we're gonna go there. But David had already defeated a lion and defeated a bear in the name of the Lord because his trust was in the Lord. Let's look at his character. He was a shepherd boy. He worshipped the Lord. He loved God. And, and he had already seen God move in his life. He had already had experience with God. He had already had, so he didn't just know the God of the Bible and, oh yeah, I know those stories. He experienced deliverance from the Lord. And we're going to go into that later. So his faith was already like, ah, the Lord, like the Lord can do anything. He said, he said, who is this uncertain? Not only he said, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? So he's saying, this guy has, Nothing to do with us. This guy has nothing to do with us. He isn't even he isn't even born of God back then, of course. You know, you were circumcised. That represent that you were gods, that you were in covenant with him. Right? You were in covenant with, with God. It, uh, circumcision represented that. Okay? And it says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him, the people he's there with, the ones that are afraid, the other Israelites, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Okay, all these things that he just stated. And it says, Now Eliab, the oldest brothers, heard when he spoke to the men. Talking about David. And, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. Why? I This is my opinion. I feel like Eliab was angry with David because David had so much faith that he, and confidence. Of course, like if you, to the flesh, if I have confidence in my in my life that, hey, things are all good, like like things are good, I trust in the Lord, etc. There are those that their flesh will manifest, and they'll be like, they'll get angry at me because it. And it's because, you know, when your faith is big and built up, and you've had experience with God, and you've gone through things, and you've seen Him move on your behalf, your faith is built up because you trusted in the Lord. Obedience and trusting in the Lord, committing your ways, consecration, He honors that. And he delivers. And when you've experienced that, and, and, and the Bible becomes an experience to you and not just words in a book and you've seen him move, your faith is built up, right? Then you're, you know what the Bible says, that the righteous shall live by faith. When you believe that you're righteous because of what the work of the cross, right? You, you believed, you know, John 3, 16, when you believe and you get eternal life and you know God because you've experienced him and you've, you know, all these things are connecting and lining up and the word is is literal honey to your lips and all these things, etc. When you experience that and you 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 devote yourself to the Lord and, and you experience him and in, in, in all that he has to offer with the fruit of the spirit and the new nature and and who you are in Christ and all these things, etc. Right. Um, you know, and, and I, I for my in my opinion, anger is not a fruit of the spirit. Okay, of course, there are probably some people that get angry, etc. But I don't think that Eliab had experience in history with the Lord. That's why he got angry again at, at, at David, 
because um, of what was going on. Because David was like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He had faith. He had faith. Um, and, and, and look at his life. He, he committed his ways to the Lord. He was a shepherd boy. He made sure that they were taken care of. He, this was his character. He, he left them with someone. He was feeding them. He was going back and forth. He was listening to his father. He was obeying his father. And he went early in the morning. He didn't ask no questions, nothing. He went. He took them um, what they needed. He went back um, to his dad and reported. Right? He, he was an obedient. He was, he was who he was supposed to be. Right? So let's keep going. Um, Eliab's anger aroused against David. We're in verse 28 of 1 Samuel 17. He said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Okay. So not only that, look, he's, de he's demeaning him. Few sheep. Like, like you know that that's not the case. And, ah, uh, yeah. It says, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. Okay. This is, his, this is Eliab's heart. Like, you can tell that he's... He's angry right here, and he's he's assuming. Um, and not only that, even with what happens next, it says, and David said, "What have I done now? What have I done now?" So you know that his brothers are are are, you know, those normal brothers, right? And um, is there not a cause? Verse thirty. Then he turned from him towards another. So this is the Israelites that are scared, and said the same thing. And these, he said the same thing. So he said, you know, who are the, who is this guy, right? He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should decide? If I, so he, man, his faith was, he was, he was boasting in the Lord, right? And these people answered him as the first ones did. Now, when the, which, which means that they said, um, as the first one did, verse 27, and the people answered him in this manner saying, so shall it be done for the man who kills him. So that's what it's saying in, in verse 30. It says, and these, that was back in verse 27. Now in verse 30, you know, where they said the same thing. They answered him as the first ones did when they answered him when he said that. Okay. Now, when these words that David, which had, which spoke were heard. Okay. So this even goes back to the, the, the power of the, of the, the tongue, right? With death and life, he was speaking life over this situation, not being fearful and hiding. So the words, which he spoke were heard. They reported them to Saul and Saul sent for him. Says, okay, uh, it says, then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. When your heart is failing, that, that's unbelief, right? Because of him. No, let no man's heart fail. Your servant will go fight with this Philistine. So David saying, I'll go do it. I will. I'll go. Send me, right? Let no man's heart fail because of him. Verse 33, and Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth. And he a man of war from his youth. Verse 34, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. And then David, it says, moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of, of this Philistine. What faith. He knew, he, he pointed back to his history with God. And he said, he delivered me then. 
he's going to deliver me now. Beautiful. Like, ah, like David had experience with the Lord. Why? Because he committed his ways to the Lord. He walked in obedience. He sought after him. He was out there singing and worshiping as he's, um, as he is, um, you know, taking care of his sheep, right? This is who we are to be. This is, this should be our heart as well. Okay. He would deliver me. And Saul said to David, and then Saul said to David, after he said, he said, go and the Lord be with you. And then Saul tried to clothe David with his armor. Okay. Saul, and, and then David could not walk. He said, I cannot walk with these for I have not tested them. He had not worn them before. Therefore, he took them off. He took them off. It says uh, he took his staff in his hand, chose for himself five smooth stones from the book, put him in his shepherd's bag in his pouch, and a sling in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Philistine came, drawing near to David. The man who bore his shield went before him, so the shield bearer went before David. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth. So he said, ha, you know, he's laughing. You're just a child, pretty much, right? So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So it was when the Philistine drew near to meet David, David hurried and ran to the army to meet the Philistine. Then David, by his hand, put his bag, took out a stone, slung it, struck it, the Philistine in the forehead, the stone sank into his forehead he fell on his face to the earth david prevailed over the philistine with a sling and stone and struck the philistine and killed him there was no sword in the hand of david therefore david ran and stood over the philistine took his sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it when the philistines saw their champion champion was dead they fled um let's keep going then shorten Israel chasing the uh, plunder. David took his head of the Philistine, brought it to the Jerusalem. Uh, okay, let's see. When Saul saw David, okay, then David starts questioning who, um, whose son is this. It ends with um, him saying, "I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Beth Bethlehemite." So. Um, yeah, this is just, just such a beautiful chapter, such a beautiful story, and and just a showcase of his faith, and 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 how his experience in committing his way to the Lord and etc. produced deliverance, and and he pointed back to his history with God, knowing that he was going to be delivered in that moment, and he did. He got delivered again by the Lord. So what we can take from this is. Remember your history with God. Not only that, commit your ways to Him. Abide where He has placed you. Rest joyfully with song and 
and worship and 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 just in awe of the Lord. And, and whenever troubled times come, troubles come, remember your history with him and know that he's going to deliver you. Trust and have faith, right? The righteous shall live by faith. Live by faith, right? And then, you know, it, what is it? Hebrews, where it talks about, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Remember your faith in Christ, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word about Christ. That's who you are. Do not forget who you are. Do not forget who you are. Do not forget your your history with the Lord and remember that he delivered you then and he can deliver you now and rest in that. Rest in that that he is the Lord your God, the Lord of hosts. Right? So let's go ahead and pray and then we'll get into um the next chapter. I guess where the Lord takes us next and we'll go from there. Awesome God, thank you for um just your son that brings us into the the family of God. Thank you for the blood that uh, washed away our old nature and made us new. Thank you that we are no longer uh, born of the rib of Adam, but we have uh, been born of the side of Christ, the 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 water and the blood um, that came out of his side has cleansed us. And now we are one with him and we are um, we are grafted into his family and his storyline and his nature. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.